Hey everybody, welcome back to Dial Femme for Murder. We are now on episode six. Wow. Welcome in. Um, Can't believe it. How, how are you? How's things? I'm okay. Things are a little bit crazy, but things are good. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Fe- feeling the good vibes. Good vibes coming through. Putting out them posy vibes. Got those crystals out. out. Yeah, we are just having a great time. Good energies are mm. rolling through. It's all good. Well, I hate to start this on some very bad news then. Oh, great. <laughs> um, probably the greatest couple to have ever existed has broken up. Whom? The Cock Destroyers. I See, this this goes over my head and I don't understand it. Why? Because I don't know who they are. You don't know who the Cock Destroyers are? No, it sounds like something that I just purposefully wouldn't would wouldn't oh. go out of my way to find out what they were. They are gay icons. They're these two porn actress women, and they did a video of them recording them like, "Hi guys, cool. Look at these lovely big tits. You know what we are? We're fucking cock destroyers. Cock oh fucking God. right." And they're just these gay icons, and they've fallen out. Do, and I'm very upset. Do we have to put that in? That's so gross and Why? pornographic at the beginning. Honey, honey, honey. This is the kind of podcast we're running these days. You know. Oh good lord. We this keep it real. The, this isn't the kind of podcast i want to be a part of if that's what we're going to be fucking talking about oh my goodness it's just one it's you know that they're, they're, they're gay icons and they have broken up i feel that this should be shared with the world i i you you're talking to the wrong audience here my friend i literally couldn't even place who you're talking about well they're blonde and they have very big boobs that's all you need to know right okay Sounds exactly up my street of something that I would would know about. You love a blonde with big boobs, Dolly, Pamela Anderson. But I mean, I I don't think that I'm the target market. Okay, fine, fine. Well, another another big couple broke up as well, didn't they? Whom? Bill and Melinda Gates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, They did, yeah. I've been on the old, you know, old man chat room scouting for him. Oh, good Lord. So one thing that I was like, um, some people were like, oh my God, poor Melinda, you know, she's been married to this guy for all these years and now they're together. Melinda is leaving with one billion pound. That's insane. No, sorry, not one billion, like 78 billion. Sorry. Oh, wow. So I was going to say one billion's a little bit low for Bill One billion's a little bit low, yeah, you know. He has been in charge of like putting the 5G microchips inside everyone the past year. So. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. We're all we're all uh, chipped up and tracked. Exactly. Track me wherever you want, Bill. I don't care. <laughs> Track me to my house and I'll be your sugar baby. <laughs> oh, good lord! I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I don't. I don't understand what all the Bill Gates hate is about. You know. No, I don't really. I've, I, internet conspiracy theories. They they all go round about him, but yeah. you know, I try not to. Try not to pay much attention. If them if they ain't paying your bills, pay them bitches. No mind. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. What else has been happening in the, in the news this week? Oh, ch- that Chinese rocket. Oh, one thing I will say on the Bill and Melinda Gates thing though is is I try not to shed tears for billionaires. No. So no. That's my. The only thing I shed for billionaires is my clothes <laughs> and my dignity. Why? You know what I'm saying? Why is that? Why is this? <laughs> Why have you started this podcast in, like, the most pornographic way? I'm sorry, it's the cock destroyers. They just make me feel some kind of way. And also, if there's a billionaire... Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm just waiting for that second vaccine. You know, I'm like... Give it to me. No, I'm kidding. Good lord, I don't. I don't feel like this is the medium for you to. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it maybe is. This, maybe this podcast can be like your version of Grinder or my version of the uh, love. The, the the you know the newspapers the lonely hearts like old giggling yeah. granny a few weeks ago yeah, yeah exactly well if there are any billionaires listening slide into my dms babe oh lord I, we I, we do um tend to attract the billionaire market mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely definitely our target audience 100 percent. so anyway back to the chinese rocket again i haven't been paying attention you did do you even know about it I know that it's a thing. Yeah, basically... My week has been a little bit crazy. I'm sorry, you can still stay up with current affairs, madam. I can barely keep up with my own life. Okay. Well, I will tell you a little bit about the Chinese rocket. There was a rocket that went in in space from China. 
and uh, it's just like was tumbling out of control back to earth and no one knew when or where it was going to hit and everyone was like oh my god like last night I was laying in bed I was watching like a live video and I was like oh my god is it going to hit and then a, <laughs> and then a plane went over and it was really loud and I was like shit it's the rocket um <laughs> But no, the rocket did not land here in the UK. It landed somewhere in the Indian Ocean. Oh, very boring. Boring. But maybe maybe it hit a whale or something. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. It's kind of like all those conspiracy theories about that missing plane. And it's like, you know, mm. it, it just went down in the ocean crashed. like these things usually do. It just crashed. Yeah. Know? Unless we're talking about the plane from the film The Forgotten starring Julianne Moore. Yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. Goodness me. Honestly. <laughs> I'm really not doing well today. Am you're I? not. It's basically your references. such a good movie. It's about a woman whose children go missing, but then she remembers, and everyone's like, "You didn't really have a child all along." And then, spoiler alert: it turns out the plane was abducted by aliens. Oh wow! Yeah, watch it. Well, don't you don't need to watch it now because I've just spoiled it. That yeah, that's basically it. Spoiler alert. What are you watching at the moment? I can't remember the last time I watched anything. TikToks count. I can't even remember the last time I looked through TikToks. It's it's very polar vision at, mm. at the moment on mm. like one one specific thing. Tunnel vision. Um, tunnel visual. Tunnel tunnel, tunnel vision. vision. I can't even. Tunnel I can't visual. even speak. Things have just been a little bit wild. Obviously, with mm. all those developments with Love Has Won and all yeah. that kind of stuff, it's yeah. been a it's been the number one focus. So I just haven't. I just haven't been looking at anything else. Well, I've started watching Blackish. Okay, never heard of You've, it. Oh my goodness me, what is this episode? <laughs> I'm gonna later on I'm gonna be like, oh my god, there's a story about Gypsy Rose Blanchard. You're gonna be like, who? Oh. I'll be like, No, no, I know who Gypsy Rose Blanchard is. I basically it's a show, um it's an American show, it's like a comedy show based around right. a black a black family living in California. It's so good. It's It's been on for a few years now. Um, it's really good because it's like a comedy, but they also deal with like social justice stuff and race okay. relations and stuff. So I'm on the second season and there was an episode the other day about police brutality. And like, right. it was like a story of like this, this family and there's two twins. They're like eight years old in it at the point mm -hmm. I'm at. And obviously all this stuff was happening on the TV. There were riots and stuff. And they were, it was just all about how to talk to their kids about it. And the, the dad was like, oh, they should know the evil things of the world. And the mum was like, mm -hmm. I want my children to have some kind of hope. So it was really, it was really, it's really good. And they touch on a lot of Sounds stuff like that. Yeah, it's really good. And also it has the queen. Again, you're probably not going to know who the fuck this person is. <laughs> Go on. Who plays the mum, the nan. So the grandma is Miss Jennifer Lewis. Don't know who that is. You don't know who Jennifer Lewis is. I don't no. want nobody fucking with me in these streets. Oh, I think I I've heard that. Yeah. She's yeah, she's great. Wait, are they a choir? They're, they're a choir, aren't they? No, that's just that that video was just Jennifer Lewis, Brandy, and some other lady. Oh, I thought it was like, oh my god. No, I know. I I don't know anything. You I really don't. I, the past month, I just seem to have, like, dipped out of, of, like, popular culture. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm all about that popular culture life. I don't have anything else to do except for go on social media and watch TV. We're yeah. in a panoramic, darling, you know? You're lucky. Well, anyway, Jennifer Lewis is great. She's an actress. She she released a book a couple of years ago called um, The Mother of Black Hollywood because she, okay. she always plays, like, the mum. But right. she's okay. hilarious. So I highly recommend Blackish. Um, nice. It's very. It's also got Tracy Ellis Ross in it, who is Diana Ross's daughter. Oh, cool! She plays the mother. Who plays her name? In name in it, her name in it is Rainbow, and it really upsets me. But maybe I'll put it on my list of of things to watch, which is just becoming inexplicably longer mm -hmm. by the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a new documentary on Netflix that I want to watch called Sons of Sam about about Son of Sam, and apparently how he wasn't the only one. Oh, really? Yeah, just come out the other day. Oh, that sounds interesting. It's like a mini series. It's like four episodes. Hmm. I might give that a watch. I just I I watch a lot of YouTube stuff at the moment, like mm. a lot of kind of true crime YouTube, documentary YouTube, that kind of stuff. That's yeah. kind of where where I'm at at the moment. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm not watching much scripted stuff. At no, all. no, no. You well, you you are you are the true definition of Gen Z these days. <laughs> I, I am. Hey, bestie. <laughs> Although I read that. Because of Gen Z, sales of Crocs have like quadrupled in the last year. Don't I really want it to get? A don't pair you of Crocs. dare! Don't you no, dare! No, I really do. I want to get a pair of lavender ones. Oh my god! Please don't. 
Lavender wants to go with my flares. No. Oh, my goodness, no. Do you work in a kitchen? No, you should not be wearing Crocs. I work in a bakery now. Yeah, but you don't work in the kitchen. No, that's true. But, you know, I am going to get a pair of Crocs, just so you know. Can Lavender you, ones are going to be the summer vibe. That's all like, I'm saying. Can you, like, are you going to get, like, a bucket hat as well and some little... Oh, I've already I've already tried a bucket hat about five years ago. It does not suit me whatsoever. So a, bucket I'm not hat, a bucket hat, tiny rose glasses, like little tinted oh, no, glasses. I can't, I can't do that, but I can do the flares and the Crocs. That's what I can do. You can, but should you? <laughs> I think yes. I think that you're never too old to embrace who you truly are. Yeah, but if embracing who you truly are is Crocs, then be someone else. <laughs> <laughs> savage I know I, I do you know what I always hated crooks the idea oh, of them. them but it's only up until recently that I'm like mm, you're just jumping on the trend you're just jumping on the trend I'm like that Britney Broski meme you Br- know Britney Broski the, the Britney Broski the, the uh, kombucha girl yeah so it's like mm. Mm, at first was like no and then you kind of go mm, maybe actually I can I can no, do it no I, I think with Crocs it's just never a good idea unless you work in a kitchen yeah but you don't like flip flops either <clears throat> no I can't deal with flip flops yeah exactly and how do you feel about Birkenstocks okay I, I, I my silence speaks volumes but I wear Birkenstocks yeah and every time you wear them I tell you how disgusting they look that's such a mean thing to say to it's them. not me I never go oh my god your feet look vile but I'm yeah, like but when, when you're wearing like your leopard print trousers I, do, I don't go alright Cat Slater how you doing putting a shift at fucking Queen Vic recently. mate if you come up to me and said oh my god you look like Cat Slater I'd be like oh, thank you <laughs> Whereas, you know, if you're wearing the Birkenstock, I just don't, I just, okay, it's not the Birkenstocks as such, it's just having... Remember, it's, it's like when you sent me that picture of you, it, the leather jacket that you were going to buy, not the one that you had, mm. and you were like, what do you think of this? And I was like, oh, it's a bit Shirley from EastEnders. And I replied, and I, yeah, and I replied, is that a bad thing? <laughs> And you, yes. I think you just replied yes. And I was like, okay, fine, I won't get that one. Um, it's not Birkenstock. I think it's just having open toe shoes. They just upset me. But then, but yeah, that's such a weird thing to have because in the hot months, like it's going to be up mm-hmm. to like 30 degrees at some mm-hmm. point. Why would you want your feet to sweat? Just, just no. Let them out. Mate, I'm telling you, this year, okay is gonna be your year of open toed shoes. You're it's gonna not. like you're gonna realise and mate, you can have so much fun with it. You can paint all the your nails on your feet a different colour, like the rainbow. You can wear like, you know, your shorts and your little sandals. Mate, you've got to get with it this year. Okay, but I think the thing about it is effort. It's not effort. It is effort because you've got to make sure your toenails are nice and trimmed and your nail and your feet look... Do you know what I mean? And also I'm a man, so I'm like, I, you know, I have to find that balance between too hairy and just the right amount of hairy toes, no, you know? you're fine. You're fine. Mate, i tell I you what, know. right? After this podcast, we both need to buy a pair of Crocs and just try them out. See if it fits. <laughs> if you could see my face right now. Oh, Lord. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Moving on from Crocs discourse. Moving on up, moving on up, moving on up. Okay, cool. So, this week, it's my turn to tell the story. Indeedy. And I am doing the story of Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee Blanchard. I really, really am looking forward to this one because it's a case that I find really, really interesting. Me too. I find it fascinating. I hope I do it justice. Fingers crossed. Let's hope. So basically, just to start off, I'll just let you know that Dee Dee has a daughter called Gypsy Rose, mm-hmm. their mother and daughter respectively. So I'm going to start and go back and tell you a little bit about 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 Dee Dee's life, and I'm just going to tell you in a linear fashion. Okay, so mm-hmm. Dee Dee Blanchard grew up in a small town called Golden Meadow in Louisiana, cool. and was one of five children. Um, and one thing that they said is that her relatives recalled that Dee Dee had a habit of stealing from her family. Mm. which they suspected was a form of retaliation when things didn't go her way. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, when Dee Dee was 24, she fell pregnant with Gypsy Rose, named Gypsy Rose because Dee Dee loved the name Gypsy and her dad was a fan of Guns N' Roses. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's like my name. My name is Martin. I'm named after the lead singer of Wet, 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 Marty Pello. And you're also named after Barry from EastEnders. Excuse me. <laughs> Did you just dox me live on the podcast? How dare you? 
I may look like Barry from EastEnders, but I'm not named after Barry from EastEnders. <laughs> Barry from EastEnders is an icon. Anyway, carry on. True icon. Anyway, so when Gypsy was around three months old, Dee Dee became convinced that she had sleep apnea. Mm. So she repeatedly would take her to hospital and demand test after test after test, even though mm-hmm. there was like no, never any evidence that mm-hmm. Gypsy had sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Now, Dee Dee subsequently became convinced that Gypsy had like loads of health issues, right. which Dee Dee attributed to an unspecified chromosomal disorder. Right. It's, it's wild. It, I, yeah. The whole the whole thing. When we start talking about it, it just I, it makes me so angry. I have me to too. control my control anger. that anger. Yeah. Um, and because of all of her ailments, Gypsy was wheelchair bound. Mm-hmm. Um. And she stopped going to school after the second grade, supposedly because of her illness was so severe. Yeah. Now, when Gypsy was a child, Dee Dee was arrested a few times. She had a few run-ins with the law just from minor offences. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, when they lived with... They also lived with Dee Dee's father and stepmother. Okay. Now, during this time, Dee Dee was preparing meals for the whole family. Mm-hmm. And later on, the family said that they think that Dee Dee was poisoning her stepmother with weed killer. Right. Because when they moved away, her mother's, her stepmother's ailments like disappeared. Wow. And they were like, she's, she's getting the weed killer, you know, nice roast dinner. We were sprinkling a weed killer in the gravy, gravy, you know. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So Dee Dee and Gypsy moved out of her father and stepmother's house to a place called Slidell, Louisiana. And they lived off like public assistance, like. That's the thing. That's the thing about it that's insane is like the scamming element. The scamming well. element it's is not, insane. Not yeah, the only thing that's insane, but no, you know, the fact that they were living basically off off of this huge scam that her mother was pulling. Mm-hmm. Hashtag scamming. Um, so they basically it was so the money that they were having was due to Gypsy getting money from the government because she had health issues as well as mm-hmm. child support payments from her father. So, Dee Dee and Gypsy spent most of their time in Slidell visiting various specialists, seeking treatment for illnesses that Dee Dee claimed Gypsy suffered from, mm-hmm. which now included hearing and vision problems. So, yeah. she had these really big glasses and, and yeah. you know. Um, wasn't she told that she had, like, muscular dystrophy? Muscular dystrophy, yeah. She yeah. was told she had muscular dystrophy, which is why she needed the wheelchair and sometimes yeah. a walker. Yeah. Um, so Dee Dee also told the doctors that Gypsy suffered from seizures. So she was given medication for them. And she also had a few surgeries to like rectify some of these ailments, which I think raises a question of why are the doctors not like, hold on a second. Like, well, that's, that's the point. I wasn't sure at what point you wanted me to like jump in with this, but like the fact that all of these doctors, Mm went along with this yeah and there was only i mean we'll get to it yeah but there was only one yeah. that actually stood up and yeah did literally something. just one but then that what, is something but... that is utterly baffling i mean to, to be honest it isn't actually baffling to me because the more that you think about law enforcement agencies mm. and all of these institutions that are designed to protect people and when you look at the amount of times that they fail it's truly truly horrifying oh it truly is yeah absolutely carry on um so in 2005 hurricane katrina hit and destroyed mm-hmm. dd and gypsy's home yeah um and dd stated that the floods had destroyed all of gypsy's medical records and her birth certificate yeah right so after hurricane katrina they moved to springfield missouri uh into a wheelchair accessible house i don't know yeah. why this was included with a hot tub God knows. It was just in the in in the article I was reading. It was like they moved into this house with a hot tub. I was like, wasn't the house built for them? As it well? was. It was built for them by Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, yeah. Because I can remember that being. Yeah, because the story of a single mother with a disabled child and they had to flee devastation yeah. from Hurricane Katrina. Obviously, it received a lot of media attention, mm-hmm. and the community. So, like Habitat for Humanity, and a lot of the community often pitched in to help DD care for Gypsy. Mm-hmm. So they were all very involved in, you know her illnesses and they also received an outpouring of charitable donations mm-hmm. including but not limited to free flights around the world like to places i mean they thought that she was they thought that she was a dying child mm-hmm. they thought they did because you know, obviously Dee, Dee was telling this whole story of she's got muscular dystrophy she's got all these illnesses yeah. she's got all these ailments um 
And she also got free trips to Disney World. And they also threw the Make-A-Wish Foundation. She got free free tickets and backstage passes to see Miranda Lambert in concert. Wow. Do you like Miranda Lambert? I don't think I've ever listened to Miranda Lambert. Do you live in a Do you live in like a hole or something, or under Mate, a rock? I, I am literally like I've just been listening to the same five songs and watching the same five things for the past month. This is all I can tell you. Well, Miranda Lambert has been around for longer than a month, Emily. How? What? What? What songs is Miranda Lambert? Sing? I only know one. Okay, all <laughs> it's right. Am I settling up? Or settling down? It's really good. Highly recommend. Okay. It's called Settling Down by Miranda Lambert. Anyway. Okay. Go on. So obviously many people who met Gypsy were charmed by her. She was five foot, she had like no teeth, big large glasses and a high childlike voice, Mm -hmm. which obviously reinforced the perception that she had all these illnesses and problems that her mum said she did. Mm -hmm. And she often wore wigs and hats to like cover the fact that she was bald because Dee Dee would shave her head to mimic hairless appearance of a chemotherapy patient, allegedly telling Gypsy... That since her medication would eventually cause her hair to fall out, it's best to shave it in advance. Unbelievable. Just obviously, you know, you've got this... She's basically crafting this image of this weak, um, really ill girl, bald, you know, no teeth, everything. And it's it's like, the whole thing is just, you know... I understand that her mother had um, Munchausen's by proxy, Mm -hmm. right? But she, like... Did she not know? Who, Gypsy? No, sorry, no, Dee Dee. Did she, was there not a part of her that could see what she was putting her daughter through? No, because that's the thing with Munchausen's by proxy. You, it's a a mental illness. It's It's a mental illness, but you don't. But but like, you know, there's, it's, there's, it's calculated and like, some of the most horrifying stories of abuse and it's it's so the the whole thing because it's so like she basically crafted everything that's the Mm -hmm. bit that just baffles me i'm like how could you what what could like what was going on inside you that you could do that to your daughter you could see that happening and you just kept doing it but that's the thing like i don't know too much about munchausen's by proxy Mm -hmm. i just no the 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 top line of it is that you make a loved one ill or appear yeah. ill, so people then feel sorry for you. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like, do you remember that story of that woman who claimed she was at 9-11? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and she basically was the head of this fund, or what was it? What was it? She was the head of this foundation saying, I was at 9-11, my husband yeah. died in 9-11. Yeah. When she'd only, she was like in Spain and she didn't, yeah, exactly. she'd it's never been to America. It was mental. I guess Why? it's that kind of same mentality. You kind of want people to feel sorry for you. Also, when, when Gypsy and Dee would leave the house, she often took an oxygen tank and a feeding tube for Gypsy. Right. And Gypsy was fed like children's liquid nutrition supplements well into her 20s. Crazy. Wasn't there a whole thing about her age as well? Yeah. Um, Basically, Dee Dee had forged at least one copy of Gypsy's birth certificate, moving her birth date from 1991 to 95 to making her appear younger. So in reality, she was in her late teens, early 20s, but she thought Mm. she was like 14. Because her mum told her she was 14. And it's all about keeping her under control. Exactly, because once she's 18, she can go. Yeah, exactly. And... At one point, I, I read some something at one point that Gypsy saw her something, some notes at a hospital somewhere that said her real age. And her mum was like, no, 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 that's a typo. That's a typo. So she, Gigi was super controlling. She would like make her hold, make Gypsy hold her hand in public. And whenever Gypsy, you know, accidentally may have said something that suggested she wasn't as sick as she, Didi claimed her to be. She would like mm-hmm. give, squeeze her hand really tightly She's reported to have, like, beaten Gypsy with coat hangers and slapped her often. Yeah, there's a, there a whole thing <clears> of, like, how, how violent Dee Dee was. Yeah, one thing she did as well is she had some of Gypsy's saliva glands removed to stop her from drooling. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's horrifying. But Gypsy later claimed that this was due to her mother using topical anaesthetic to numb her gums before doctor visits. So she'd numb her gums, making her drool, and then she would say to the doctors, you need to remove her saliva glands to stop her drooling. And it's like one thing for 
her to do it because, you know, I, I'm not saying this is any way an excuse, but obviously she's got Munchausen's by proxy and she is mm. an, she's an abuser. That's one thing. Yeah, yeah. But for a medical like professional to go along with that i guess that's it... the thing that I, that but that's the thing that utterly, utterly utterly baffles me i don't understand how that was able to happen i guess for some i guess for some things like like the the drooling right you can understand because they can see right there that she's constantly drooling and like whatever but other things like other operations she had i'm like how would they just because just because her mum's gone oh you know she's got this they're like oh okay cool well, I think it's it says something about the state of um, healthcare in America, yeah, yeah and awful. especially with a paid for service. Exactly. If you can chart, if you can, if you've got somebody coming to you saying, "Oh, this person needs X, Y, and Z," and you know that you know you're, you're going to make gonna, money, yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So it's the problems with the with a for profit system. Absolutely, absolutely. The lack of saliva glands and the anti-seizure medication that Gypsy was taking caused right. her teeth to decay to the point where mo the most of them were just taken out. That's insane. Yeah, because she had no saliva and this anti-seizure medication, you know, it basically just caused her teeth to fall out of her head and rot out of her head, which is just fucked just, up. It's so horrifying. She's such a <clears throat> young girl. She's like just being kept mm. in this mm. horrifying horrifying cycle of abuse. Yeah, it's horrible. It's awful. Um, now, Gypsy went to a neurologist and he became suspicious of her muscular dystrophy diagnosis mm. when he saw her stand up at a doctor's mm. appointment. So obviously she stood up out of her wheelchair and he was like, hold on a second. Mm. If you've got muscular dystrophy, how you shouldn't be able to do that. So he did lots of tests, which all came back negative. Yeah. <clears throat> and he wanted to check with Gypsy's previous doctors in New Orleans who informed him that when they initially tested her, the results came back negative as well. Right. So that obviously undermined what Dee Dee had said and also her mm -hmm. claim that Gypsy's medical records had been lost in the flood. Yeah. So she could go to this new, these new places and say, oh, she's got muscular dystrophy, and they're going to be like, well, her medical records say no. But exactly. she's like, oh, she doesn't have a medical record. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just master yeah. manipulation. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, he suspected that Dee Dee had Munchausen's by proxy, but he didn't follow it up. Well, he, he called some people and did some stuff, but he never really followed up with social services because right. he was told by other doctors to treat the pair with golden gloves and that nobody would believe him. That's unbelievable. It's crazy. Well, it's, no, it is believable. It's completely believable. Yeah. But it's just so, it's so depressing. It really is. So obviously Dee Dee didn't take Gypsy to that doctor anymore yeah exactly um now <laughs> gypsy was a, a big fan of science fiction mm -hmm. and fantasy so mm. she would regularly attend like comic cons and conventions yeah, playing yeah. as well and that she kind of thing. did yeah she loved to dress up because she could hide her wheelchair Mm. so people you know she, it didn't you know or she could incorporate into her costume so you know she felt more like she fit in with everyone, basically. Mm -hmm. In 2011, Gypsy was at a convention with Dee Dee and she tried to escape. Right. Um, but she was found by her mother in a hotel room with a stranger man that she'd met online. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So she was of legal age, right, mm -hmm. at the time. But Dee Dee showed the doctored birth certificate and threatened to call the police on the man for, sleep, you know, trying to sleep with a minor. There was a whole thing here, right? That mm. Her mum basically said, like... But yeah, like you said, like lied and told him that mm -hmm. she was underage. Yeah. And then, right, apparently when Dee Dee took her home, yeah. she tied up Gypsy uh -huh, uh -huh. and said, if you try that again, I'll break your fingers with a hammer. Yeah, absolutely. Like, or, absolutely or yeah. Something yeah. along those lines. Uh huh. Yeah, she basically smashed her computer up, mm. threatened to like smash her fingers with a hammer. Mm. And then she just handcuffed her to her bed for two weeks. And what she Jesus. also... What she also I, did... I, I honestly couldn't even imagine. It's crazy, isn't it? It's it's just... It's just baffling what that girl went through. She also told Gypsy that if she... that So Dee Dee also told Gypsy that she'd filed paperwork with the police to say that Gypsy was mentally incompetent right. so that if she ever tried to report her mother to the police, they wouldn't believe her. So she's basically manipulated Gypsy to be... to say, you know, say to Gypsy, well, you can't leave anyway because no one's going to believe you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she kind of had no way out, like in yeah, her. Yeah, she's 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 trapped. She is she is truly trapped, like physically and mentally. Like she, yeah. you know, 
Now, Gypsy would secretly use the internet at night. So, obviously, you know, once her mum was like, if you ever do that again, you know, I'm going to smash your fingers in. Um, she still used to sneak sneak down at night and, and, like, secretly use the internet. And obviously, as well, because she was being fed by a tube, she couldn't really eat much or anything. But she would then, you know, kind of, like, have loads of... Basically, it was her time. In the evening, she would eat lots of snacks that she liked. She'd drink soda. She'd talk to people on the internet, you know. Yeah. It was yeah. basically her way of escaping. Yeah. Um, exactly. And then sometime around 2012, she met a man online called Nicholas Goad John. Yeah. Right? He was he was around her age and he was from mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And apparently they met in a Christian singles group. Yeah. Hopefully it was Christian Mingle, my favourite. Yeah. Lord. I don't really know anymore. Uh, now, he had a bit of a history. He had a criminal record for indecent exposure. Mm-hmm. So he was a, you know, mm-hmm. dodgy character. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, they talked online for quite some time. They've been talking online for about two years. He he had a lot of... Um... Didn't he have a lot of a lot of issues himself? So yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he had he had autism and he had some mental health issues as well. Okay. So about two years after they'd been talking, Gypsy confided in her in a neighbour who was twenty three. Yeah. Um, and you know, Gypsy kind of looked up to her like a big sister because obviously Gypsy still thought she was like what fourteen, fifteen, right? Yeah, exactly. But really, she wasn't. She was like yeah. twenty three. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> So Gypsy confides in this neighbour that she and Nicholas are going to elope and that they often had lots of... Fl- Basically, they were having, like, as you would have called it back in the day, cyber sex mm-hmm. um, with very heavy BDSM elements, yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But later on, it was said that Nicholas was... Gypsy said that Nicholas was preferred, that kind of thing. She just, you know, went along with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the neighbour obviously tried to talk her out of eloping thinking, you know, she's like 14, 15 years old. She's probably be taking, being taken advantage of. But ultimately, she just kind of dismissed it as, you know, fantasies of a teenage teenage girl, you know? Yeah. Then nothing's going to come of it. It's just this girl, you know, she's got these big fantasies. She wants to run away, obviously. Yeah. Get out of her horrible life. So she didn't yeah. do anything. However, they were anything but dreams and fantasies of running away because Gypsy mm-hmm. and Nicholas were actually planning the murder of her mother, Dee Dee Blanchard. Mm-hmm. They, were. they were. I expected a gasp. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to gasp on a case that I already know. Can you just at least like pretend? <gasps> I'm like, oh my god. Well, I hope everybody <laughs> at home listening gasped. I'm going to listen out on Tuesday and see if I can hear a collective gasp around the world. Absolutely. Um, anyway, so in 2015, Nicholas came to Dee Dee and Gypsy's house at night while Dee Dee was asleep. Uh, Gypsy let Nicholas in the house and allegedly gave him some duct tape, gloves and a knife to kill Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. Right. So then Gypsy went into the bathroom and covered her ears so that she wouldn't hear her mother's screams. Nicholas then stabbed Dee Dee 17 times in the back while she was sleeping. Jesus. Now, this is the bit that weirds me out. They then had sex. I mean, but I... Oh, also, I'm I mean... like... yeah i don't i didn't you know like my only comment on this is that a lot of people will say oh well it was premeditated murder and it obviously was but Mm. i think it's important to realize that for a lot of victims of abuse the only way that they can even perceive of getting out of it is by essentially like planning like premeditating it basically yeah yeah i know what you mean you know, the, it's all well and good people saying, oh, well, you know, like self-defence is if somebody is attacking you and um, you defending yourself. Like you're talking about a woman who has been not just psychologically tortured, mm-hmm. but physically tortured for years, for her, for years. her entire life, Yeah, yeah. her entire life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it doesn't, you know, I. I'm never going to advocate murder, but no. I understand it. Yeah, and I yeah. and I and I completely. She is a victim, and I think it's hundred percent. It, it's just you know, I but, can't sit here and say it's a good thing, but I understand it completely. She was a woman who was tortured. Mm. She saw a way to get out of yeah. being abused, and that's what ha- what she did. But it's still weird that they smashed after. I, was just, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking weird. It's, it's, 
it is weird. Anyway, so they smash and then they flee. They steal $4,000 from DD and then they mm-hmm. flee to a motel and stay there for the next few days yeah. while they kind of plan what they're going to do next. Yeah. And then what they did was they mailed the murder weapon back to Nicholas's home in Wisconsin. I find yeah, that weird. They, I don't they, know why they, they did that. They definitely, they, yeah. I don't know why they did that. And then they just took the bus there. So why didn't they just take, I don't know. Bizarre. So Dee Dee's body was found after her friends got concerned over a Facebook post. Now she had a Facebook page which was for her and Gypsy. Um, you know that that's still up, right? Yeah, I do. I just looked at it. Yeah, it's basically a Facebook post that literally just says that bitch is dead. It's crazy. And it's still there. You can go and if you literally everyone, if you Google Dee 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 Blanchard Facebook. It will be up there, and it's literally from 2015. It's a post that just says, that bitch is dead. And the profile picture is, like, gypsy in, like, a, in a cosplay outfits, you know, grinning. And you're it's oh it's, God, chilling. it's chilling. It's chilling. I, I went on there earlier, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, like... It's chilling. I recommend everyone go look at it. I'm going to put a screenshot in the on Instagram as well if you want to see it. But It's just crazy. It's crazy that it's still up. Yeah. That's weird. So, anyway, that's why the you know the authorities were alerted because our friends were like hold on a second why did she write this and the police then tracked it kind of down tracked the post down to wisconsin where nicholas and gypsy were staying but everyone was like obviously they were none the wiser so all the neighbors and the community and everyone was like oh my god like where is gypsy her wheelchairs her oxygen tanks everything is still left in the house yeah so you know what's going to happen to her but the friend that she confided in earlier, saying that she was going to run away, basically mm-hmm. said the police told the police that you know she'd been talking to this man online and she showed some posts and stuff, and then that's how the police then looked for Gypsy through the Facebook post kind of thing and tracked them down to Wisconsin where they both surrendered. Mm-hmm. Um, now the news that Gypsy was found safe and sound obviously was greeted with relief because not everyone knew what had happened. So when the sheriff announced it, like he said. And I quote, things are not always what they appear. So obviously everyone was like, oh, this poor girl, she's been found. She's alive and well, bless her. And he's like, hold up a second. You don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And obviously the media cottoned on pretty soon after right. and released the truth that Gypsy was never sick and that her mum had faked the whole thing. Yeah. So now after they went to trial and everything, um, Nicholas was found guilty of first degree murder. He's in. He is in jail for life. He is it? in jail for life. Yeah, that's the. That is another life. thing. That okay. So I understand that what he did was quite brutal, and I understand the need for you know. This is this is. I have a diff. I have difficult opinions on this because you're dealing with somebody again who is he's a neurodivergent man. Mm-hmm. He has a very low IQ. Right. A, a lot of people have described him as having like childlike tendencies, and right. he, you know, the way that he thinks and mm-hmm. stuff. So, I don't life imprisonment. I, I. This isn't like him going and murdering somebody out of cold blood. No, out, no. In, in but who's blood. but who's to say he doesn't? He they they say to him, "Oh, you'll be in prison for ten years," and then he's let go, and then he finds another girl that he's madly in love with, and she hires him to kill someone. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah, but it's a different situation. That's I, I will disagree with you. It's a different situation because what you're talking about is you're talking about you don't know. None of us know what the communication was between between Gypsy and Nick, right? So. I'm assuming that she told him. Apparently, everything. she she apparently asked him to do it, and he then went ahead and did it. And he was very like forceful you... in wanting to do it. Apparently, yeah. so they say. But then I guess you know if you're with somebody and you you kind of like you're you're kind of falling for somebody or whatever whatever their relationship was, and I'm not saying that that you know no there should be no punishment or or anything like that. But what I'm saying is. If somebody's telling you this horrifying story of abuse, I don't know, maybe I I can't I don't know, I don't have a, a set opinion on it. I just think in this in this circumstance, because of given what the the abuse was like, it's it's a different it's yeah, a different but, story. But that that wasn't his abuse. Like, like, like. No, but you, but you, when you hear something like that, if it's somebody that you like, I, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying, but I, 
I don't know. Life, life imprisonment is is a little. I don't know. I I don't think that's a, a harsh sentence, personally. I don't know. But I'm, I'm just, not like, oh my god, like he sh- he's awful. Lock him up. I'm not. I'm not in this. I'm not in the mindset of lock him up and throw the way throw away the key. Let him rot in jail. I'm not under that mindset. I'm under the mindset mm-hmm. of like maybe he should be behind bars for that long because you know he he murdered someone and. Well, you know, I guess I guess it's I guess as well. Like the murder was particularly brutal. Yeah, I mean, he's stabbed um, her what seventeen times, and I don't know. It's more just... than that, I think. But then I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's such a complicated case because nothing about it is very straightforward. And again, no. you're dealing with yes, there's a murder, but the murder of a woman who literally psychologically and physically tortured her child for her entire life. So it's. True, but I'm not going to... I know you're not advocating it, but also I'm not going to advocate and go, yeah, she deserved it. She she, deserve, she deserved to rot in prison for the rest oh, of her absolutely. life. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying that murder is any is, is no. the right way to solve anything. But, but I understand yeah. from Gypsy's point from of Gypsy's view... From Gypsy's point of view, 100%. You're, you're talking about somebody... Her mother's basically said, like, you're never going to get out of this. Pretty much. Her nobody's going to... Nobody's, nobody's going to believe, believe you. you. Yeah. So the, for Gypsy, the only way for her was obviously this i i don't know it just i just feel i think the whole thing for me is just like you're talking about a a girl who suffered 18 years of torture like her her entire life and and while i would never condone or advocate what happened Mm. because i personally think that dd should still be alive and i think that she she should be in jail 100 percent 100 but I understand it, and I understand oh, that she's yeah. she's she's a victim, and I understand almost to you know, again like if you if you are in a relationship with somebody and that person has told you I I don't know it's it's like I said it's just complicated. It is. It is because it's because it isn't your run of the mill case of you know kind of uh, you know murder in cold blood. No, it's, no, it's. A lot more than that. It is. It is. It's, and you can un- you understand the motives of it more. Oh, totally. I totally understand the motives, especially from Gypsy's point of view, because like we said, yeah. she she had no way out. She had yeah. no way out. Um, but when so Gypsy was found guilty of second degree murder and was sentenced to ten years in prison. That's, which that's that. So that yeah, fair but, but but then a Gypsy's come out and said that she is more happier in prison than she's been her entire life. She has. I wanted to end on a quote from her, which I love. It says, <clears throat> I feel like I'm more free in prison than living with my mum because now I'm allowed to just live like a normal woman. That's just... I actually... It's terribly... It's, it's fuck. It's awfully... It's horribly it's sad. So, it's so sad. But I also just feel like, you know, like, why is she there? She's been, I, and this might be a, again a controversial opinion to have, and I'm it's it is my opinion. Mm. The, you're talking about a woman who has suffered psychological and physical torture. I cannot emphasise it enough, and she's got to spend more of her life in prison. Now I know that she says she's happier, and I know that she says she feels more free, but she deserves real freedom. I feel, in my opinion, like a chance to actually live her life. She's. She's never been able to live her life. So that was the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard and the murder of her mother, Dee Dee Blanchard. The very depressing story. It is very... De- that's the thing, like, with this. We have we tell these stories and they're so depressing. Um, so that's why we like to take a break. We do. We like to take a break at the end. We like to kind of, like... We like to bookmark these... Um, mm. Oh, no, sorry. Not bookmark. Bookend. Bookends. These podcasts with a little bit of... Humour at the front mm. and a little bit of humour in the back. Like a... No, not like a mullet. Not like a mullet at all. <laughs> but still, you know, with a mullet of podcasts. You know. Yeah, basically. Anyway. So, um, you have very kindly sent me the take a break um, this week. Um, I pestered you quite a lot. And um, some of the messages I got back were, I'm having a shit. <laughs> I was having a shit. You sent me a message going, I think it was something like, send me the take a break, goddamn. And I was just like, I'm having a shit. Because everybody poops. That's true. Uh, destigmatizing um, going to the bathroom is one of my... Um, yeah big thing ironically right. i was on tiktok so i could have you know found the story whilst i was shitting but i just wanted to yeah, make a stand be like i'm having you a just, shit 
you just wanted to be, you know, in your entertainment, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So this week's headline is um, my fella. We've already started really well fella. with my fella. Mm -hmm. We already know where it's going. Was hiding a secret wife in his holiday suitcase. <gasps> I pulled out his clothes and gasped. Oh my goodness. I know. It's absolutely crazy. My goodness me. Tell me more. Tell me more. Um, okay. All right. So this comes from Chantelle Bannister. She's Sh 32. Chantelle. Yeah. Same, same age as me. Ditto. Well, actually, um, on Thursday. Happy birthday on Thursday. We're going out for a meal. It's going to be lovely. Thank you very much. Very excited about that. For some real life um, meal action. <laughs> indeed. So Chantelle says that to begin the story, she opened her bedroom door and the smell of roast chicken swirled around her nostrils. Wow. Right on cue, her mum, Julianne, called from the kitchen. Dinner's ready. Come on, Julianne. She races downstairs and she takes her place at the table alongside her little brothers and her dad, all mm. ready to tuck into a delicious roast dinner. Love it. So she was 11 years old and she couldn't get enough of her mum's delicious gravy smothered roasties. Mm. And, you know, she'd clear the plate and then her mum had put like a second serving on and yeah. portions were absolutely massive. This sounds like my needed, childhood. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. And she needed to lie down after eating. Oh, don't so we all? She basically goes on to say that those Sunday dinners never did her waistline any favours. And before long, her school uniform started to feel tight and people at school were laughing at her and basically like fat shaming her. Oh, bless her. Bless people, her. you know, she was having a hard time. Mm. And then when she was 15, something happened. Oh. Her parents split up and oh. her mum moved away. And she was so unhappy that she dropped two stone in three months. Yeah. Um, so she said her mum and dad were so worried, but once she'd finished school, she left Sleaford in Lincolnshire and moved to London where mum lived. And straight away, all the weight went back on. Bright lights, big city, big Bright meal. Bright lights, big city. Yeah, you know, you're living the dream. Before mm -hmm. long, she was a size 20. Now she says it like, oh, you know, she never thought that she was going to find anyone that loved her Ugh. because she was so big. And I just want to say that that is... Bullshit. Um, total bullshit doesn't matter what size you are people like people love you for for you also if you can't love yourself how the um, hell are you going to love somebody how else how are you going to love somebody else you know exactly exactly so she was feeling a little bit down and she blames it on her weight but i would say there's probably a bigger issue going on probably just from, obviously i am a psychologist oh yeah obviously it's i, really, I truly am i think she's more depressed not about her weight but more from the pressures of society Potentially. Mm. Um, and living under the evil um, grasp of capitalism. So one day she was with her friend Stacy and she got chatting to a man called David who works in a barber shop. Now, he told her that he was 21 and originally from Nigeria. And she thought that he was absolutely gorgeous. They mm. hit it off. They swapped numbers. It was great. Chantal and David start going out together. And she says that he made her feel like a princess. That he mm. never commented on her weight. And it's like... Yeah, like he shouldn't comment. He shouldn't on comment on your weight. No, exactly. Like, nobody. If you've gone on a date with somebody and they've commented on your weight, that right there, I don't even think we need to say that's a red flag. No, I think it's that's very like a, red. Yeah, I think that's just like you like know, like a ball to a red rag. Like. It, it really is. That's that's like fucking warning signals mm -hmm, going off mm -hmm, everywhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. He seemed to like me just as I was. I hate the way that she writes this because it's like... It's so It's like bro, she can't yeah. believe that somebody would like her at size 20. And that's yeah. so disheartening. Isn't it? It's really sad. It's um, very upsetting. And I guess, like, I, I understand how she feels because I used to have that feeling myself. I do. I still do sometimes. I don't anymore. I do sometimes. Because I've, I, have, I have fully grasped my self-worth. That's great, but I do sometimes. Then I forget about it and shovel another print can of Pringles in my mouth, and I'm you good. shouldn't. You should. I, I feel like the. I feel like the only the only reason that people should lose weight is if they want to, not for anybody else, not to fit into any societal standard. I'm going off on a tangent. You are a little bit. We're going down a hole, you know. Get back to the story. I want to know what happened to Chantel. I want to know about his secret wife. I have a lot of opinions. Okay. So, um, one day when she was at his flat, she noticed a photograph of a baby hanging on the wall. Now, David told her that it was of him as a child, but she thought it was a little bit odd. And eventually he made a confession. Oh. It's not me, he said. It's actually my son. 
another red flag. Yep. So not Chantel... not that he lied to her, just that he's got a kid, you know. Oh, for God's sake. Anyway, sorry, so carry on. So Chantal was shocked and she says that she listened... She listened? She listened. She, she, she. she listened in silence as he explained that the boy lived in Nigeria with his mother. Okay. Right. So he said, we weren't together long. I didn't tell you because I didn't want to upset you. Mm. But that wasn't all that he was keeping from her. David admitted that he wasn't 21. He was really 25. And Chantal said, why did you lie? And he said, I don't even know. But even that wasn't the truth. Because in the months that followed, David confessed to being 27 and then 30. I think it's just going to keep going, isn't it? How I really he? do. It's it, like 16. At this point, you know, she's like, she says, I felt furious for with him. Mm. And I said, no more lies. And no it's like, more lies. It's like, hon, I, I don't think that he's going to stop lying. Well, he's already lied, what? We've been like 20 times so far. <laughs> Get rid. So, so he promises okay. But despite that, she couldn't shake the feeling that David was keeping something from her. Is but it? Two, two years into their relationship, Mm. he went back to Nigeria to visit family right. when he came home yeah. she couldn't resist peeking into his suitcase is that where his wife was? how and long did he what, leave her in there for? and what she found left her stunned stashed among his clothes was a gold wedding band now when David returned from work hold on, hold, she, on hold on hold on hold on hold on she said she had a peek at his, at his suitcase yeah. Yet she clearly had to go rummaging to find a gold yeah, band. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be just sat there, you know. No. <laughs> um, so when David returned from work, she confronted him and she said, you're married, she said, holding out the ring. Mm. And then he says, it was my dad's. But she says that she didn't believe a word of it. And eventually he confessed, I'm still married to my son's mother. Now, she says it was the final straw. We broke up and a week later, mum saw him in town with his wife. <gasps> and then, this is awful, her mum says to her, she was bigger than you. I actually... Oh, my God. I feel really sorry for, for Chantal because Poor she's Chantal. obviously had, like, this very, like size normative thing yeah. that's been like pressed on her entire life and her mum was like you're a, you're a fatty but she's fatter yeah exactly like, awful thanks, so determined to move on with her life she got a new job at nando's but that did nothing this is all about her weight basically it literally is it really what is what the so she got a new... i expected her to open the suitcase and a woman would fall out and be like oh what's so up did, so did i i wasn't expecting a gold wedding man and the whole thing to be about how this this poor girl is like totally ashamed of just being a regular sized person. Mm. But she um, got a job at Nando's, you say? She got um, a job at Nando's and that did nothing for her weight, but neither did her ne uh, her daily trips to... Greg, <laughs> I hate this story. I thought you said her knits. I hate it. I hate it. She goes on to, to talk about the food that she's eating, which she should never feel bad oh, about. Gosh. So she's feeling really low. One day mm. she gets chatting to a good looking man outside a KFC who put the smile back on my face. His name was Jay and he had a bad boy charm that I liked. Within a week of being together, he told me that he loved me and three months after that I was pregnant he sounds mum, awful I don't know mum wasn't happy and she was right to be worried Jay didn't have a job and relied on me for money okay yeah just again I mom. repeat myself <laughs> oh gosh never trust anyone if, you meet outside of KFC and if that wasn't all if we argued he'd say no one else will want a fat girl like you oh, okay Martin this is the worst this is the heard. worst take a break I'm sorry okay I apologise I will take full responsibility for this as the headline was my fella was hiding a secret <laughs> wife in his <laughs> suitcase <laughs> And it's just a story about a woman who feels terrible about her body. Oh, my God. Okay, so life with Jay got worse and worse. He disappeared for days on end and put me down constantly. I didn't have the confidence to leave him. Hold on. So I get, let me guess. She lost loads of weight and now she's really happy. Wait, well, no, hang on. Okay. So um, when Leon was two, I'd finally had enough. I moved into my own place with my son. And when Jay begged me to take him back, I said, no, it's over. Mm. When he knew it was hopeless, he turned nasty. Oh. I'm not going to put what he said. Safe, safe to say he's an absolute arsehole. I'm going to read what um, he said. But um, she says that his words couldn't hurt me anymore. She mm. took control of her own life. Okay, but th then this is where it goes into 
she stopped taking takeaways and junk food for healthy home cooked meals <gasps> and she exercised and she started to lose weight now that and that's basically the end of the story is she's healthy and happy and she kind of like you know got her life back on track mm. and absolutely good for you Chantel good for you Chantel 100%. but you shouldn't you know define happiness by your body exactly and you you were still worthy of love and absolutely. everything good in the world when you were ordering dominoes four times a week in absolutely. my opinion I feel very you triggered know? but okay yeah fine <laughs> but also thank you um, I, also, I also feel triggered mm, triggering ourselves these days we're I dragging really ourselves I am triggering myself because I'm I, you know I'm sat here it's 10 to 10 at night and I'm thinking is it too late to have that bit of like battered fish that I've got in the freezer <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I am going to be probably ordering a McDonald's on Uber Eats after this. Oh, my God. I haven't had any tea. No, that's fine. Yeah. I was right. It's really okay. muggy today as well. It's upsetting yeah, me. I'm I just sorry. Think, like... Whatever, take a break. Like, this is the thing. Okay. Can we just include this in the end of the podcast? Go for it. I have a problem with take a break in mm -hmm. general. And yeah. these magazines that market themselves towards women. Yeah. Because they often profit off of women feeling bad about their bodies 100% and I'm not about it no me either so yeah I I would like to formally apologize I didn't realize it was going to be a story about a woman <laughs> no, but I think struggling it's interesting. with her weight again I think it's interesting because it opens up a larger conversation about <sighs> how unfortunately people that don't feel comfortable in their size because they've been told that they're so, like oh you should lose weight you should be x yeah, you shouldn't yeah. be that way you know that's why i just hope that more like all bodies should be represented in media you'd like not to, just you, skinny not yeah, just fat absolutely. not just like mid-size mm. all bodies you'd like to think that the editor of take a break would go mm, no we probably shouldn't post a story about how a woman was so basically just basically fat shamed herself for the entire kind of no but that's what take a break article, does it's yeah like, that's, that's what it is well you know maybe next time i'll probably read the story a little bit before i send it to you <laughs> i, I thought i was going to be reading a story of a woman that popped out of a suitcase Me like, too. like a magic trick like you know <laughs> paul daniels opened his suitcase and debbie mcgee's like hello yeah, exactly. like exactly like i'm but no, here but no Oh, that's so upsetting oh wow it was, oh, well. it was very interesting and we've talked a lot of you know a lot of very important things have been spoken about body image issues and exactly. how you gotta love the skin you're in you know worship exactly. that body it's the only one you've got you know exactly anyway well that was a very uh, tumultuous episode wasn't it it was. It was a wild ride yeah, it was a truly wild ride <laughs> i hope you enjoyed yourself I, I truly did. I hope whoever is listening out there or thousands of listeners enjoyed mm -hmm. themselves too. I enjoyed myself more than Elon Musk enjoyed himself on Saturday Night Live last night. Did he enjoy himself a lot? I don't know, but he looked like he was having a good time. I wasn't having a good time, but... Well, again, like I think I he was. I don't shed tears for billionaires and that no. includes tears of laughter. <laughs> I mean, I was there for Miley Cyrus because I love Miley. I adore her. No. And she was a musical guest, so I was just watching for Miley, but, you know. He's an interesting character. He is an interesting character, and his relationship is just... What with, what with well, I was going to say, what with Elon Grimes? <laughs> <laughs> Elon Grimes. <laughs> with, with Grimes is... She's, yeah. she's, she's a quirky girl, I'll say. She's a, she is a quirky girl, yeah. She is. Good on her. Be quirky as you want, Very love. Very strange. Anyway, well, that was a lovely episode. What are we talking about next week? I don't know what we're talking you about. You don't know. Is it your week next week? I think it's going to be your week again. Okay, sweet. I'm down. You know I love to talk non-stop, so... <laughs> <laughs> I could I could talk, talk to the cows, come home. Purely next week... Purely because... I'm not, I'm not being lazy. Purely because I've start, I'm starting a job at a bakery. And there's some There's some things things in the pipeline. Yeah. Pipe, so. your pipes are your pipes are plugged up you know you got things <laughs> <in your pipe. laughs> oh so next week i'm going to i'm probably going to do something culty i feel i haven't done anything culty yet yeah do something culty. i'm gonna do something culty. i might do um the family which is like an australian cult with anne hamilton burn oh that's dark I know oh is it really family. dark is it really dark yeah Okay, yeah. maybe I won't do that one then. It's dark. Oh, I'll tell you a good one. It's very, very old. It's about the Vestal Virgins of Ancient Rome. 
Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know what that is. So that would be good because I've well, never heard of it. We'll see. You know, I love how we're like, I'm going to do this next week. I'll probably do something completely different. Exactly. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'll do, I don't know. We'll find out. Tune in next week to find Wild. out. See you later, guys. Thanks for watching. Watching? Bye. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Shit, have you, been, have you been filming me this whole time? I'm a no. sweaty, moist mess. <laughs> good sorry, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, mental. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side, guys. Bye. Bye.